Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to this week's interview with High and Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PersusGrowRoom.com. This interview is with a lady called Karen Gray, and she is the mother of a young boy called Maury Gray who suffers with epilepsy. And she uses cannabis as a medicine to treat the epilepsy. And because of that, he hasn't had any seizures for nearly three years now. So it's a, it's a real good story, inspirational shit from another mother in the UK who is going through the fight to get the medicine her child needs. But again, she is one of those who has to pay a monthly fee to have this medicine. And it's very expensive. I don't know why the government is still doing this, where some people are able to get cannabis on the NHS for free, a prescription for their children, and other people have to pay extortionate amount of money to see their children have some chance of living an ordinary life. It's absolutely disgusting, and it gets you angry. You know, listening to the interview might also get you angry. And if it does get you angry, then email your local MP or send out an actual written letter to the MP of your local area and make sure that they know your stance on this. Because something has to be done and we have to do what we can to try and help these mothers get the medicine they need for their children. It's an absolute farce that we're still going through this after three years, nearly four years after cannabis was legalized for medicine in the UK. So if you can, please send out letters, support their cause as much as possible in any way you can. It would be massively appreciated by us and them and the cannabis community in general. But I'll let Karen do the talking, you know, do the usual thing, share this with anybody who you think might find it useful. Enjoy the interview and I'll speak to you when we get to the end. See you in a bit. How are you, Karen? We see that you've been very busy. Yeah, good. Yeah, just, I just living. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just getting on. Trying to get by, yes. <laughs> so we have you on the show specifically because you're Murray Gray's mum. Yes. Murray uses cannabis as a medicine, right? Yes, uh-huh. And this is to help with his epilepsy. That's correct, yeah. Cool. So can you tell us about that? How long he's been using cannabis for and when he started using yeah. it? Yeah, um, he started using it in March 2019. Um, he'd been given Epidiolex in 2018 in August. Um, you know, the CBD isolate by yeah. W Pharma. We were really lucky to get that. It did help initially a little bit. He was still having seizures though. Um, so it just showed that cannabis was going to help him, but we knew that he was going to need THC. So um, he actually, the epidemic stopped working for him in December 2018. By January 19, he was in hospital in status, really declining quite bad, um, like getting tube fed and things like that, just lying in a bed. Um, the city was in status, which meant he was just having constant seizure activity. Um, um, so I made the decision to go over to Holland um, to find a doctor basically to prescribe it, which I did. And I came back with it, started giving him it in March, um, started getting a wee bit better. He was still in status. So the hospital gave him phenobarbitone, <clears throat> which is a really, really strong drug um, that got him out of status. And we continued with the cannabis oil. Then he went downhill again in the May, the start of May. So we went in and that's when I added in the extra THC. 
and it just it's not had a seizure since June 2019. It's really, really helped. Wow. So even now he hasn't had a seizure since well, that's like that three years. years. Yeah. No, no no seizures at all but we're having the horrible thing is like whenever obviously once a child hasn't had a seizure anybody they this you know you start to have to wean medication he's only on cannabis oil like i've weaned all these other pharmaceutical medications he was on so that's the only thing he's on um and whenever we get to june he's going to be three years seizure free so we're going to have to start thinking are we going to start reducing this and it's a terrifying thought mm. because you know, if this is keeping all the seizures at bay, we don't like. I really don't want them to come back. I don't want to go through all that again with right. them. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but I mean, it's just been amazing. He used to be in a wheelchair. Um, he put on loads of weight because of steroids. He was it was massive. Um, he lost all that weight. He's no longer in a wheelchair. He no longer has to wear a protective helmet. He's at school full time. Like wow. he's learning, he's learning now. He's learning to write. You know, it's just incredible. He wouldn't have been able to do all this, I think, without the cannabis oil. How old is There's he now? There's no way. He's nine now. He's nine. Wow. And he suffered this, I suppose, when he about six months old to a year, he started to have seizures. No, it was he was age two and he had a seizure. Um, or I think I think he was younger than that, but I didn't know what it was i'll look back and think yeah that was a seizure he had and they kind of just had like one a year then the following year he had three then they just doubled and doubled up till 2017 um he was having like hundreds of these seizures a day by the beginning wow. of 2018 he was in status in hospital and having like four different seizure types and on all this medication and nothing was helping him um so, yeah, what a difference to see him, you know, with, with the cannabis oil compared to how he was without it. It's unbelievable. We've heard it so much from lots of mothers in, in the same situation as you. Their children were on all sorts of prescription medications, pharmaceutical medications like the Epidiolex and things like that. And the Epidiolex made some difference, but nothing mm -hmm. like cannabis has made. Yeah, I mean, it did help. It just showed that, you know, the CBD was useful. But it just wasn't good enough. You know, I don't know why they didn't just make an oil with THC because it's the THC that's definitely helped without mm. a doubt, you know, which has mm -hmm. stopped it all. Yeah. Um, and you, do you, how do you get the medicine now? Do you get it on the NHS or do you have to pay for it? <laughs> no, have to pay for it. Don't get it Damn. on the NHS. Yeah. Um, still trying to push that forward, although the Scottish government say it's the UK government. Although I believe the Scottish government can change policies themselves, but I, I don't know, you know, everybody, everybody seems to be hiding behind each other. The mm -hmm. NHS won't prescribe it without trials, which is fair enough. Yeah. But, you know, there's trials abroad. But it's not fair enough the... because these medicines yeah. that they've given to Maury already, I'm sure there's plenty where this is just a trial medication. We don't know what it does yet, but we've got, because we've had a, <laughs> like Rachel Rankamore, for example, she yeah. had the same problem. Like, yeah, this is a trial medication, but we don't have anything left to test now. So let's try them on this. It's like mm -hmm. cannabis is the last thing they go to for some reason. I know. I don't know why, because it's, uh, I think all of us, all of us, that are, they're using it. Like not just kids, adults are shown that it's better than what the NHS are prescribing at the moment. Mm -hmm. So they need to get on that. Definitely. I mean, not even just the NHS. I believe that it should just be completely decriminalized completely. Mm -hmm. You know, people should be allowed to grow their own. Mm -hmm. um i've tried <laughs> i tried to grow a plant and it got mold and i had to chuck it out so oh, i was really annoyed because everybody yeah. was saying grow your own grow your own and i thought right ah, okay i'm going to give this a bash yeah, but yeah. i'm not very green fingered so 
Effort. It takes practice, <laughs> but it takes a lot of work as well. People underestimate how much work it takes to grow your own. And when you have a child who's ill and you've already got a lot of things on your hands you have to deal with. And then when it comes to medication, to convert it into medication and the correct medication that Maury would need, that's not a simple task. That's a no. bit more complicated. Yes. The lab Yay. testing and all involved, make sure you get the dose right would be difficult. Yeah. Exactly. And you and you shouldn't even have to, Karen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it, I know. it should be available as a medicine for your child, man. And it's a farce that it isn't. You shouldn't be forced to try and grow your own. You, people no. shouldn't be forced to go to the legacy market to try and buy it from some dodgy guy around the corner. It's a joke, man. Yeah. I suppose you're paying the same amount as the other mothers do, about 1300 a month for the, yep. the medicine. Yep, that's, that's how outrageous. much it costs. I know. I mean, look, we're lucky now because before I was going to Holland and smuggling it back and that mm -hmm. that was that was really stressful because mm -hmm. it got to the point where I was more scared of them taking it off me and Murray not getting it because I knew he needed it. Mm, um, yeah. But now an importer came forward and sorted out all the licenses and they're bringing it in. Excellent. So um, that, that the importer's been fantastic actually. Um, so we are getting it, and you you know this they're getting it, they're bringing it in and everything, and it's all legal. We've got a legal prescription for it and stuff, but. Yeah, it's the, the cost of it. It's ridiculous. When, it's not just Murray, it's so many other children this is helping. So why the hell are mm -hmm. the government just leaving us to pay this silly amount, you know, all by ourselves? It's, it's ridiculous. absolutely disgusting, man. It's disgusting. It it's criminal. Mm -hmm. and I've said it so many times that whoever is responsible for this needs to do fucking prison time. It's absolutely <laughs> disgusting what, what they're doing to mm -hmm. parents like you and to children like Murray. It's absolutely disgusting, man. It, know, it boils my blood. It and it's even, it's things like, um, yeah, I mean, it is. It does, I know. And the thing is, if they'd, you know, now it's legal for medical use. If it had been legal for medical use years ago, we wouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the government that made it illegal. And, mm -hmm. the, you know, it's wrong. So, the, mm -hmm. you know. And like you say, Murray was, you know, had a helmet on and he's been suffering for like seven years with epilepsy. And if this would have been, if he would have been able to get this medicine in the first place when he was first diagnosed with the epilepsy, what would have been different for him? How many less seizures would he have had to suffer because exactly. he was taking the correct medication? And this has been withheld from him by this crooked government who just doesn't want to give medicine that works out to people who need it. It's absolutely disgusting. Yeah, man. I know. I mean, I think of all the medicine that he was on that he got through the NHS. There was one called sodium valproate, and that actually gave him a blood disorder. He needed blood transfusion. So on top of all the what seizures, the oh geez. yeah, and the epilepsy was having, you know, they kept him on it. They said, no, he's got an infection. So we had MRIs, we had lumbar punctures, you know, everything oh he was getting God. put to sleep. And it turns out that it was actually this medication because whenever they stopped it, his bloods went back to normal, thank God. Um, but they still use it. The doctors, I mean, his neuro at the time said, you know, even though this has happened to Murray, I will still use this as a first line epilepsy oh. medication. And it, you're just like, fair enough, you know, it might work for some for some people, but I think they really need to be on their guard with this. Any kind of adverse effects, stop the medicine, you know. But don't um, you be using that cannabis now, Karen? <clears throat> that, know, exactly. that, that devil cannabis. That can't be the first choice because <laughs> it's too easy to use. You know how that is? Oh, my gosh, that's crazy. It makes me so angry to hear stories like this, man. So you're saying he's been he's, your uh, your son's been seizure free now for two and a half years. How's the quality yep. of life going? Is he is he doing better? Good. Yeah, he's just he's amazing. He's got autism as well, which actually you could see it more when he stopped having seizures because uh -huh. he was so well. 
Um, mm. But he's just, he's just grand. He really is. He's just, you know, plays away, plays his switch. Um, you know, just like a normal, having a normal childhood yeah. now. It's amazing. Before he wasn't having any kind of life. It must be so life. good to see, you know, because it must yeah. be so many years of stress for you. Yeah. And it is, it's, um, it's, you just think of all the other children that could benefit from this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've got friends and I've got, you know, there's kids that in these, this wee boy I know is still having lots of seizures and, you know the, the hospital are, are trying to dissuade parents from going to private clinics and stuff mm-hmm. and it's disgusting because like this this cannabis is going to help them and it's just so sad you know and so it is so sad and it's horrible going against your doctors as well um but whenever your child's sick you're going to do anything of course you can't make them better you know and so, See, yeah. uh, if I was in that position, I'd be like mugging my doctors when they left the work to take the money to pay for the medicine. Like, fuck them, motherfucker. Sorry, but, you know, know. It, really, yeah. it makes me so angry, man. It's, it's I, did, I did have a thought about going for an appointment and handcuffing myself to the desk. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I better not. <laughs> and sometimes it has to be done, but you've got a child to care for at the same time. You know, there's people out there who can have this fight on your behalf because you've got other important things to do like raise your child and care for your kids mm-hmm. and so have all these other mothers who are involved in end our pain you've mm-hmm. all got much more important things to do you shouldn't even have to have this fight in the first place this medicine should be available to you on the nhs for free with no questions being yeah. asked as it is for three other children in fact two other children mm-hmm. in the uk get the very same medicine that murray takes bedrolite mm-hmm. and bedica and they get it free through the nhs and when you say how is it that these two children have it and my child doesn't they can't answer yeah. you because uh, uh, hannah deacon and alfie i think alfie is one of the children alfie is one of the child and there's a yeah. child in um, northern ireland as well who, who gets Vera it uh, is it ava yeah ava but they're in ireland they're not in the uk mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God damn. At what point did you, because you must have been for a few years of trying all these different prescription medications. At what point did you decide that you were going to try cannabis in the first place? So it was earlier in, I think it was the start of 2018, I read a BBC article about Alfie, Anna Deacon's son. And I thought, wow, can't, I didn't even know you could put, you know, make oil out of cannabis, you know, I didn't even mm-hmm. know that. And I thought, this is amazing. So I started looking into it, started reaching out to people, the cannabis community in the UK, um, getting lots of advice. Obviously, I looked abroad, like saw other parents were, were using cannabis oil. And I thought, yeah, I have to try this. So actually, back then, um, I actually started a petition for the NHS for getting it through the NHS. And obviously, as we know, the law changed in November. And I think that was due to lots of people doing the same thing yeah i think um, hannah had a big part in that yeah, yeah. definitely yeah and um, they obviously changed the law so that was good i think i had done a petition i can't remember it was like over two hundred fifty thousand signatures and whenever i delivered it to downing street um so anyway the government changed the law very good but <laughs> i think everybody was sort of trying to celebrate in november 2018 but there was a few of us that were going it's not enough know. It's not enough, you know. This I can't see this. You know, I, I don't think this is going to this is going to help anything. Um, and it didn't, apart from all the private companies that are coming in and charging yeah. a fortune. Exactly. You know, it's, it's helped them. And this is why yeah. they want to make people pay for it, because it's still going to the pockets of the private companies. Yeah, I know, and it's silly because they could, you know, they could do something in the UK. They could have dispensaries. They could, you know, they could do things to, 
you know, and tax it to make mm -hmm. money. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. don't know why. I don't know why they're not doing that. Maybe they just haven't sussed it out. Yeah, I think it's because you know? <laughs> GW Pharmaceuticals got their fingers in the pie and they don't want to share the market with anybody else. Well, GW have sold to Jazz Pharmaceuticals now. Really? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm, yeah. What difference it's... that's going to make? Goodness knows. <laughs> it just seems a lot, a lot about money. Mm -hmm, it's all about the money, man. That's and they could make so much money by just decriminalizing it as well. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. you know, it's just really silly. That's it. I mean, the first thing that we need to get onto is making sure that the people who need it for medicine have access to it, have safe, sane access to clean cannabis. This is what and, we need. It's what we need to do first off before anything else. At a fair and reasonable price, you know, mm -hmm. hopefully for free. Yeah. 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 You know, in the UK where we have this social, you know, we have the NHS, mm -hmm. social health care, and everything's free to the point of use, man. And this mm -hmm. is the medicine, especially for children, should be free. You shouldn't be paying thousands a month. I mean, most people's wages nowadays is £1,300 a fucking month. And you got to spend mm -hmm. all of that on medicine without having to worry about your rent and the bills, the feeding mm -hmm. your kids, clothing yep. your kids, all these different uh, things that you have to pay for as well, along with the medicine. It's just absolutely fucking shocking. But yeah, this shit as well. And that as a parent, you're going to go ahead and prioritize your child. So you're going to cut away from it, other things that you might enjoy because you, you're going to take care of your child. I know I would. I would mm -hmm. do whatever it took one way or another. No, it, it's it's obscene that the that the government doesn't see that this is a need that could help a lot of a lot of people who can't be helped in any other, any other way. So and there uh, seems to be so much evidence for it now as well. There's like I said, there's there's Murray, there's Alfie, there's uh, Bailey. There's so many children. Ben. Are, yeah. Yeah, ben, yeah. So mm -hmm. many children along the, uh, across the UK who have clearly shown that this not only makes a small difference, but is a life changing medicine for these children and their families. And for it to be withheld still after this amount of time, it, it just, there has to be some kind of ulterior motive in the background preventing the government from doing it. It makes no sense. Yes, the government say, you know, we changed the law, we've done our bit. They don't seem to understand <laughs> that. Um, I think what they did was they changed the law without consulting anybody from the NHS. <laughs> mm -hmm. And the NHS have just went, hey, wait a minute here. <laughs> Um, you know, we, we need trials before we'll prescribe anything, mm -hmm. but we need to do UK trials, double, you know, the double, yeah, double blinded placenta, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's just not going to work because either yeah, who wants to do yeah. that? Who wants to put their kid on a placebo? In that's five exactly. years. Oh, no, oh no, five years of that, no way. We already have the evidence. I, I hear what you say, it gets me angry every time I hear this though, because. The studies have been done in Canada and, and in the U.S., and we actually have kids that have been on this thing, children that have been on cannabis for, for years with no bad effects. But it's not but just I, that as well, because they're happy to give children trial drugs. Like they don't know what effect it's going to have, and it could have detrimental effects, but they're willing to just be like, this is a trial drug, but we'll try it anyway. Well, cannabis Yay. is a trial drug. Try that anyway. And it's like that isn't even an argument for them anymore. It's it's out the window, man. They're just I know, yeah. like they, they try and compare it to that formaldehyde, which is just it's what? like cannabis has been, yeah, cannabis has been around for years, like years, thousands, millions of years. Yes. You know, so you cannot compare it to that at all. It, that is just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and I know, and it's just so annoying because you know they could be do, they could be doing trials right now in all our kids, observational mm -hmm, trials. Mm -hmm. We were offered that, but they took it away for some reason. Um, 
the, the English government. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, shocking. Uh, we just need to keep pressing on for, for change. Mm -hmm. And what are you doing now to press on for change? What's the, what's oh, the plan? It's a case of the Scottish government are wanting to, you know, they're, they're willing to help, they're willing to do everything they can, but ultimately it's Westminster that have mm -hmm. to change the policy. Mm -hmm. You know, because I've been asking for my GP to prescribe, because in any other normal medication, when a patient's stable, you know, you would just go to your GP, you'd get the prescription, you'd go to the chemist in Scotland, you get prescriptions for free. Mm -hmm. And that's how it that's how it works. But for cannabis, they don't they're not doing that. They can't, you know, the GP can't then take over the prescribing. So a policy change needs to be made to allow the GP to do that, and then we would get it free. Mm -hmm. What do you think is preventing them? Do you have any idea? Well, what is preventing them? I mean, I think it's lack of understanding. Mm. Um, what else is preventing them? It's hard to say. You, it's you can, I could, yeah, I could name a thousand things, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> and none of it might be right. Um, yeah, they just they need. To, yeah, do, do they care enough to to do it? Yeah. I've been told that they it's do care. It's not their kids, is it? You know, mm -hmm. they don't do a fuck. Yeah, mm. yeah. So let's go back to when you first started giving Murray uh, cannabis as a medicine. So when he transitioned from using the prescription medications onto using cannabis instead, how long did it take for you to notice a difference in the effects it was having? Oh, not long. I mean, mm. about four weeks, if that. You just, you noticed, you know, especially after he was given the phenobarbital and he came out of status, uh, you could see a difference. Like whenever we went back in May, when he declined, normally declined, we'd be in hospital, he'd be lying in the bed in a vegetative state, getting tube fed, get, you know, the lines in his arms, giving him lots of rescue oh, medication. Um, but we went um, we got an EEG done and the neurologist asked to see us and said, look, this EEG is just as bad as it was, the one we'd done in January, the one we'd done in March when he was constantly in status. But Murray was walking about the neurologist's office, right? <laughs> he wasn't like lying in the bed, he was walking about. Um, mm. So I think that that was quite surprising. And of course, I'm going, it's cannabis, it's cannabis, you know. Yeah. Um, and then whenever we went home, that's when I, I said we already had the bottle of Bedica, the extra THC. And I followed the actual guidelines from the Dutch doctors and the UK cannabis community. The, all of them say the same thing. Dose it very, very small, mm -hmm. you know, slowly. And that's what I did. Um, and yeah, gave them extra THC. And my God, four weeks later, you know, it's like, wow. Like a light just, switch went off, yeah. It was, yeah. It was like the seizures just slowed right down completely. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Damn. And now he's having no seizure at all for nearly three years. Yeah. And they don't take this into consideration. You tell this to the neurologist and the doctors and stuff, mm -hmm. of course. Yeah. And they say, oh, I'm really sorry, but, there's, you know, we can't, I can't write a prescription. I've been told various things from I'm collecting my pension soon to I'll get fired tomorrow if I write this prescription for you. Oh, and then you say, hell. well, well, who is it that's going to fire you? Well, let me speak to them, you know, mm -hmm. and they all kind of hide behind each other, which is the most annoying thing. Mm. Everyone's so helpful and so lovely, but nobody nobody's willing to just step up and go you know what i'm going to do the right thing here i'm mm -hmm. going to prescribe this there's two other children in the uk getting the very same medicine i'll prescribe it to take the way you try of, contacting yeah. any of those doctors who are prescribing it for hannah for example um no not no no they can't for some reason 
I think it's the one in Northern Ireland, I think it's their trust that's writing the prescription. So obviously I'm in Edinburgh in Scotland, so it would have to be the NHS Lothian. It would have to be them that would do that and they're not willing to do that. Um, and yeah, so no, it's just a case of, you know, we've got the private doctor prescribing and that's it. Um, my GP is on board, he would do it, but obviously he can't, there needs to be a policy change to allow him to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how do you pay for this medicine? Do you do fundraisers or you just starve yourself? Yeah, I well, <laughs> we were doing fundraisers, but um, Murray's dad is a software engineer. He wrote an app called Wi-Fi Blocker. So it individually blocks Wi-Fi. It originally did it for us be, to get the kids off the bloody internet. You know, you just <laughs> block them individually and then they, they get you get their attention. Um, but he put it out as an app and it started selling really well. So it's that that's actually paying. For Murray's medicine each month. Nice. It's the, the proceeds of this app that he made. So, and at the time when he was making it, I moaned and moaned and moaned because he was always on his computer. Yeah. <laughs> but now yeah. I'm kind of grateful that he did it. So, because he would awesome. never be able to afford it. I'm like, no way. Mm. Uh, if it wasn't for this, yeah. Well yeah. done, man. That's that's awesome. So at least you're not struggling to try and pay the bills. That's that's at least something. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I know. It's just ridiculous. Like I see other you know other parents struggling and it's terrible and you've spoken to joanne so joanne might have mm-hmm. mentioned intractable did she mention yeah, that yeah 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 so i'm i'm involved in that as well with joanne so um we're just waiting on our charity status so that we can get loads Is of that still going on in. you still haven't got that because you were trying oh. to raise a particular amount of money to make it uh a yeah we did yeah. We, yeah we raised we raised enough money the five thousand pounds to get the charity status but now we've got a solicitor working on getting the charity status because there's lots of things you've got to do to get it and obviously with covid there's been a backlog and it's just been a nightmare so but we're hoping that'll happen soon because as soon as we get the charity number we can apply to get funding and things for it i mean it's not ideal we don't really want to get fundings to pay private companies but in our head it's we're helping the parents that are really really struggling Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know we want to be able to pay for these prescriptions as the government and nhs should be doing Mm -hmm. and aren't um, so we want to be able to do that to, to help the parents who are in the same situation as, as you know, all of us that are having to find the money to pay for it. So, yeah. So I'm hoping that one day when the government do finally come round and see the light and change the law to make sure that you guys can get this on the NHS. I hope they refund all this money that you've all spent on this medicine. <laughs> Good <laughs> luck on that. There's some precedent for it, right? I mean, I, I think they, in some places, maybe in the USA somewhere, they've uh, refunded or maybe maybe in Canada refunded people who have paid ridiculous money for medicine. I've not heard of that. You know, you generally the rule in the States is once they have your money, it's very hard to get anything back. Yeah. It's just, it's so unjust. It's so wrong, man. It is. I mean, this metal, I, I agree with you, everything you said, Mackie, you know, this, this should definitely be free for all kids mm-hmm. and it should be way, it should be the first line of defense because if it doesn't work, it does no harm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so true, yeah. Like Murray's had side effects of all the other medications they were giving him. He's never had any side effects from the cannabis oil. He's never been high, you know, ever. Mm -hmm. Anything like that. It's just totally helped and been brilliant. No side effects. And it would seem like with with testimonial like that, that should be a doctor's first choice. Let's let's try this and see what Mm -hmm. happens, you know? 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, I tried everything. I said, you know, I'll sign a disclosure form to say if anything bad happens, you're not responsible whatsoever. It's all on me. Yeah. Um, no, nah, couldn't do that either. They wouldn't do it. So yeah, it's all about their yeah. career. That's what you're telling me, and I and I believe it. Yeah, they're worried about what's going to happen to them, not not what's going to help your child. Yeah, yeah, it's it's shocking. It's really wrong. It Very wrong. Do you suffer any stigma for it? No, everybody's been really, really good, actually. Like, yeah, I mean, I've constantly gone about cannabis and how it's a medicine and everything. So I think probably all my friends and family are sick of hearing it from me. (laughs) But um, I've definitely changed all their minds, definitely. And they can all see it. Like, people that know Murray see it with their own eyes as well. Mm -hmm. Mm. See how, how ill he was to how amazingly healthy he is now. That's awesome need to spread the word that this is this is something that we need to have in the arsenal of every parent mm-hmm. for their child but yeah there's still a stigma out there people still think that cannabis oh that's that bad stuff we can't have that you know no, you're giving make... drugs to your kid exactly <laughs> it's an absolute joke, it's, yeah. it's really bad like if i think back to when i was a child we had in the 80s it was the whole just say no just say no to drugs mm-hmm. and it was a case of you know, somebody could have heroin in front of you and cannabis and just say no, you know, they're, they're just as bad as each other. So mm-hmm. when I was growing up, I thought, you know, as we probably all did, that heroin was just the same as cannabis. So it's no wonder, like, in, I think it was in the 80s in Edinburgh and Glasgow, loads of people got hooked on drugs like that mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it was, that's all the same, you know. Yeah, they've when tried cannabis and was like, rubbish, hold on, that wasn't so bad, that didn't kill me. I feel like maybe this heroin's okay as well. Maybe, maybe I'll try exactly. this, this morphine. You know, it's maybe I'll try this meth. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's like just... cannabis is less harmful than alcohol is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an absolute fast way. The brainwashed everybody into thinking this bullshit. I know. It's amazing, actually, how manipulative, how, how did that happen? You know, mm. that is quite scary actually mm-hmm. how easy you can just make us believe whatever the, they want us to just follow the narrative don't ask any questions to mm-hmm. be told and it's just I know, into generations i know and it's like what really annoys me is um, how they've rolled out the covid vaccinations right they've rolled out to everybody they've managed mm-hmm. to do that but they haven't managed to investigate cannabis do you mm-hmm. know what i mean <laughs> it's just like mm-hmm. and you know there's what? no trials there's no testing it's just like it's, it's good enough we tested it enough get it out there what about cannabis yeah. What about cannabis? Ah, like it's Could. safe for you, bloody blah, blah. It's like cannabis, cannabis, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a joke, man. It just makes me feel as if there is some ulterior motive in the background. There's a reason why they don't want people to get it. And I think one of the reasons is because it's uh, it's essentially a, a decentralized form of medicine. Well, that you can grow at home mm-hmm. if, if you want to, if you can, then you can grow it at home and people can grow it for you at home. You don't need to go to the big pharmaceutical companies to pay for it. They can't patent it. They can't copyright the different molecules of it. They can't make money from it in the same way which they do with all the medicines they have now. And mm-hmm. that's what makes it different. They don't want to lose out on, on the billions they'd lose out on if everybody was using cannabis instead. Because it's not just good for epilepsy. You have Parkinson's, which has shown science value works mm-hmm. for. We were speaking about just on the show yesterday on the, on the cannabis news, where it's good for Alzheimer's and dementia to prevent the onset of Alzheimer's and dementia. And then we have arthritis. It's good for pain relief, mm-hmm. insomnia, appetite problems, either eating too much or not eating enough. There's something, but it, there's so many different ailments that cannabis has shown mm-hmm. some kind of treatment for. They'd lose billions every year if cannabis mm-hmm. was legalized and available to everybody. 
And I think yeah. that's one of, the, one of the big reasons why it hasn't been changed for so long is because the government get, get a little payoff from these pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical companies, the lobbyists. And, mm-hmm. You know, they're sponsors, man. Yeah, but saying- it's silly. It's it's really silly as well because you know if people were using cannabis for things like MS and things, they wouldn't be taking. You know, they would be at home. They wouldn't mm-hmm. be in hospital, costing mm-hmm. the NHS even more money. So it yeah. would actually be cheaper in the long run. Like I did a, I did a, a thing where I worked out how much they basically money had cost the NHS, and it was just about hitting a hundred thousand pounds right for the year. And wow. if they prescribed that medicine, it would have been under twenty thousand. For that year, if they just prescribed the oils, instead it cost them over a hundred thousand to have money in. Wow, man! Yeah, you know that's just the financial cost. Never mind the, the cost that Murray has had to pay with his health over this amount of time. Yeah, I mean, the cost that you've had to pay with your mental health as well. You know, and the family has to pay. Mm-hmm. Even now, Murray will talk about the the yellow tube that was up his nose, the feeding tube, and oh. you can see he gets really, really stressed out. He gets stressed about needles that we can't take him to get his blood taken. He absolutely freaks, and I'm sure it's because like we used to have to hold him down to get needles in, and um, because he needed to get the rescue medication to stop him seizing, and it was just horrible. It was horrible mm. having to do that. And it's affected me. And I know it has affected Murray, but like, all, all I can really say to him is, you know, the doctors were trying to help you. You know, you were ill and the doctors were there to help you. And that's all you can say. Mm. That's all you can say to him to try and make him feel better. Horrible, man. Mm. When he could have just been given cannabis all along and it would have been a massive difference. I know, because in 2018... I was getting told by so many people at the cannabis community, I was getting offered free oil, just give them this, just give them this, it'll help. And I was absolutely petrified because he was on so other medications, so many other medications, he was having constant seizures. We were constantly in hospital. I was absolutely terrified to give him something that mm-hmm. if I had to take him into hospital, like they would alert social services if yep. I'd said that I gave him mm-hmm. something. Um, it, it, it was really, but if I look back and I had to just given him the oil, he probably wouldn't have suffered the way he did in 2018. Now, hindsight you know, is 2020. You never know what would have got, mm-hmm. would have happened, man. Like you say, they if you would have given him the cannabis without <clears throat> without the permission from the doctors, essentially, then you would have could, could have st- stood a chance of having your child taken away from you. And that's something yeah. no parent wants to have happen. Exactly. So whenever I did get the, the oil from Holland, I did actually tell the hospital because he was in at the time. And I said, I'm going to give him this, you know. Um, mm-hmm. They actually weaned him off the epidiolex as I was uh, closing the curtains and giving him this oil. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, I mean, they could see, because he was in hospital and they could see, um, you know, getting better. Yeah. They saw it. So it's obviously, I don't, I don't blame the doctors. I really don't. I know that they're in a tough situation. I think it, it's higher up that's stopping them. No, I think the doctors are just mm. to, to blame as well. You know, they're not indifferent to this. They can be doing something to make the change as well. And, you know, it's not directly their fault, but they're part of the system. And they need to speak to the people who are above them saying, I have patients here saying that this works. And if more doctors weren't so chicken shit and yeah. actually did what their fucking job is to care for their patients, yeah. they'd, be, they'd be making changes to make things happen. And nothing's happening because they're all just, I mean, you know, doctors go to university and stuff, so they, they're geeky people. You know, they're not like they're not kind of people who are up for arguments and they don't want to rock the boat anyway. Mm-hmm. So I think that makes a difference as well. Not like uh, rugby players, for example, who just go marching in there and be like, yo, 
this needs changing. Do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're scared of confrontation and things like that. They're not ready for that kind of thing. It's just kind of put people they are. But they yeah. something needs to be done. And the onus is on them too. They need to do something. Yeah, they could. I mean, I know that Dr. Noodles in Edinburgh, they could all just stand together and go, look, this medicine's helping this child. We are mm-hmm. going to collectively, as one, write this prescription. But, but mm-hmm. they won't. You know, they won't. They're scared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. scared of losing their jobs and their career which which fair enough that you know it's a it's a good career and they've worked a long time and been went to school for a long time to have this this career but at the mm-hmm. same time they have that career because they're supposed to be helping people in need and when there's a child in need that you can help but there's plenty of evidence that here to show that this will help then it, it's on them to make sure that something mm-hmm. gets done they're the they're the boots on the ground who sees this shit happen we need Yay. to go back and tell these people in the office that this is working. We need to do something about it and make sure mm-hmm. something gets done. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a damn shame, man. <clears throat> I know, I know. But I, I do think things will change. I just mm-hmm. don't know when. I just hope, hopefully it's soon. Yeah, it's already been too long. Mm-hmm. Hopefully things will change soon. When Murray was coming off the uh, medication that was being prescribed to him, did he have any major side effects, any withdrawal and things like that? Um, when he came off the sodium valproate, he was on the Clobazam and the Epidiolex. And the, the doc, well, I don't know, but he, he went really downhill and the doctor seemed to think that they overdosed him on Clobazam and Epidiolex. Wow. Um, not sure about that. Um, <laughs> uh, coming off the rest of it, I mean, he was on, what was he on, 75 milligrams twice a day as an isamide. Um, I'd just slowly weaned that. It took about a year. Slowly weaned him off it. He'd been on it since 2018, February 2018. I knew it wasn't doing anything, but obviously mm-hmm. you're scared, you know. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I weaned him really, really, really slowly and absolutely nothing. No side effects are coming off it at all. So it just shows you that his body didn't need it at all, you know. Uh, that's it and something that we don't don't consider as well how how terrifying it must be for a parent having to bring your child off these drugs in the first place and wondering what effect it's going to have on them will it make it will it make them worse will it do any better exactly like uh, like if they have seizures again is it because they're the medication is working or is it just the side effect of coming off that medication you know it's Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. so it is it is really stressful really stressful I'm sure things are a lot better now, though, other than having to pay for medicine, stupid prices. Yeah, I know. Like for Murray, yeah, I mean, he's amazing. Mm. You just look at him and you think, my God, I can't actually believe that this is the same child. That he's going to school, he's reading, participating in things instead of just lying in a hospital bed. I know, like he's got a wee sense of humour as well. (laughs) (laughs) It's quite funny. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it's Must be the cannabis, yeah. Sense of humor and <laughs> cannabis always good laugh well, with a cannabis. You know? It's so funny actually because before the cannabis oil, his favorite color was green. Then we started giving him cannabis oil, and all of a sudden, his favorite color is red, yellow, and green. So we do actually make a joke <laughs> out of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the cannabis. <laughs> oh dear. Awesome, it's good about you know things are getting better for him. At least there's a good side to the story. He's been through a lot, struggled yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot, and so has the whole family, you know, and to see that cannabis has actually made a difference like this. I'm just a recreational user, and we have lots of listeners who are recreational users, but we also have a lot of listeners that are medical users as well. 
Mm -hmm. It's just crazy to know how much of a difference it can make to people's lives like this. Yeah, even that, like, recreational user, like, you use it to chill out, mm -hmm. you use it mm -hmm. to relax. So yeah. really, you're using it as, as medicine as well. Mm -hmm. Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? But yeah. then you could oh, say... absolutely. Yeah, you could say that about, like, I like a drink on a Friday. Like, um, I just I have a drink and I put everything in a box, you know, everything that mm -hmm. just in a box and I am just have a good time. And to me, I kind of think, well, I sort of use alcohol as medicine in a way because I use it <laughs> yeah, yeah. to block everything out, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, for sure, yeah. Um, but so I, nah, I mean, alcohol's bad. But yeah, like, like I just, I believe it all um, cannabis use is medicinal. It is because it mm. chills you out, so... Yeah, like you could go to the doctor and get pills to do exactly the same thing that the cannabis is doing. Yeah, but and they'll it's kill you if you take a handful of them. <laughs> exactly, yeah. but the cannabis is much better for you. And mm -hmm. yeah, you don't have side effects from it or anything like that. Yeah. And if I smoke too much of it, I'm just going to take a nap. I'm not going to die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yay. It's incredible, man. I know. It's like Ed Murray's um, the pharmaceuticals he was on. There would be no danger that I would like try one of his tablets or anything like that. You just wouldn't do that. But with the cannabis, I always try it. Like if we got a new batch, I'll always taste it to make sure it's the mm -hmm. same. It sounds crazy, but yeah. and yeah, and like you wouldn't do that with like like the pharmaceutical medication that he was on for epilepsy. You'd never ever do that. It just shows you how yeah. how safe cannabis is as well. That's it. I don't take any pharmaceutical medications. It's always been the way, like, not even paracetamol. Be like, no, I'm not touching that shit. I'm not touching that shit, man. I don't like taking any kind of chemical like that. If I have back pain, I'll smoke some cannabis to get rid of it. You know, if, if mm -hmm. I can't sleep, I'll smoke some cannabis to help me sleep. I don't want to take sleeping pills or neurofen, ibuprofen, any of that shit. And I'm lucky to be in a position mm -hmm. where I'm not suffering any major health issues. Yay. So I don't have to worry about that. But, you know, cannabis is just, that's my go-to medicine for anything that happens to me. Yeah, it's an amazing plant, man. It's an amazing plant. It's game changing. It is, it is absolutely. It's it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so do you use cannabis yourself? <laughs> I wondered when you were going to ask me that. Um, when <laughs> I when I was younger, I frequently used cannabis when I was mm -hmm. a, a teenager, um, just rebellious and stuff. But when I got pregnant with my daughter, eighteen years ago, I stopped completely. Stopped. Wow. And they started to be responsible, as I put it. But after <laughs> learning about all the medical benefits of cannabis, saying, yeah, I, I will use it occasionally. And yeah, now you're wondering who was like, a good idea to stop in the first place. <laughs> I, exactly, exactly. It's like, like nice. if I have like a mag, sometimes get migraines and um, got these really, really strong tablets that, that do help, but they make your head all fuzzy. And then so I used cannabis instead one time and my migraine went away and I was literally going, oh, my God. Like, yes. this is taking my headache away. Like, nothing takes us, like, whenever I get a migraine, nothing helps mm. apart from these pharmaceutical tablets that give me side effects and the, the list of, like, warnings on it is quite scary as well. But I thought, wow, that's incredible. Side effects that may that... involve death. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, then, thank you. Damn, man. Yeah. But it's amazing. I just, I just, that's what I'm saying. I think it should be legalised completely you know you shouldn't be penalized i know people that are using it for health reasons like for ms and stuff and they're absolutely terrified of getting you know the police raid in their house mm -hmm. because they can't afford private prescriptions so they're getting it legally but well, it's, it's happened to a, it's happened to somebody who does pay their legal prescription up in scotland recently uh, shetland they read Lewis. about that yes he, uh, uh -huh. he got raided by the police and they took his medicine from him and now he's suicidal 
yeah, like everybody is behind them that they should never have taken, Police Scotland should never have taken that off him. Yeah. In fact, they should be apologising to him and giving him it back. Yeah, for sure. And Straight I'm sure they've got plenty in the evidence locker that they can give to him as well. You know, <laughs> know, double it back to him, at least. Uh, <laughs> I know. Like, you don't take someone's medicine away. Mm-hmm. No. Do you know what I mean? You just don't do that. Like, have a bit of common sense and, you know, you just Especially don't do that. Especially as a legal medical user. It's exactly. shocking that that's been taken from him. That, that's, like, even worse. Like, I'm sure he could sue the police for doing that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that is just especially for the stress that that must be causing mm-hmm. him as well that's really bad he's saying he's suicidal really now and it's like god damn man you know just hope that he can hold it together and, and then bad thoughts don't get the best of him because you know you don't want anybody yeah. going through that shit man but it could potentially happen suicide is it's a big thing in the uk especially amongst young men like that mm-hmm. yeah. it's dangerous man what they've done to him oh i know it's it's shocking like obviously if you speak to him and if there's anything any of us can do to help, we'll be right behind him. Because yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I do think that he should be putting in a formal complaint to the police and mm-hmm. he should be getting compensation as well as his medicine back, mm-hmm. as well as a letter saying that they're never going to knock on his door ever again regarding mm-hmm. this, you know? For sure, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that's, that's the way it's going to be for everybody soon enough where we don't have to worry about doing this fucking shit. You know, I'm a cannabis grower and so is Monkey and we both grow cannabis illegally. Right. It's just like I do this for medical use for my wife, pretty much, because she has a lot of back issues, and right. she has to take a shitload of like pharmaceutical medications. And the one time she uh, she was taking diclofenac, and this is some crazy nerve blocking thing. And mm-hmm. if you take it for more than six weeks, you're supposed to stop because it can kill you. And she was taking this for six months every day at one point until she even until the doctor said, "Oh, you shouldn't have been taking this for this long. This is very dangerous. This might kill you." And it's like. What the fuck, man? And, but I'm not allowed yeah. to grow this medicine for her. It's like, look, fuck it's, off. She doesn't it's... even take it anymore. She, she's just on cannabis now. She's like, rather than a handful of pills, which she used to have to take, which was, she was a different person. You know, just the, the, the strength of the painkillers and the nerve blockers she had to take, it just it completely mind numbing. And now she just yeah. smokes a shitload of cannabis, which is cool, man. I'd rather yeah. she, she do that all day long than, than be a zombie because of these fucking horrible things. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you've not got the threat of some, something else happening mm-hmm. to you because mm-hmm. of the pills you're taking, yeah. But we've still got that threat of they could come and kick off the door, find these plants, take our kids from us, send me to prison for a few years for cultivating devil cannabis plants. When none of it mm-hmm. ever even leaves this room, never mind the house. Right. Know? It's it's an absolute joke, man. But we will. It is. It's way. so wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, even with all that, it's still nowhere near as bad as you guys have it with, with trying to get medicine for your children. Oh, I know. And like the amount of times I've been down to London, campaigning, nothing seems to help. You know, you've got all these MPs that are on board and want to help, but nobody seems to be able to do anything. Mm-hmm. It's just a total joke. We until have... it directly affects one of their children, we we won't yeah. see when any things changes. happen. Mm-hmm. When they need the medicine for somebody they love. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking joke, man. I know. It just it really infuriates me, like, mm. but we'll get there. Just got to, yeah. Just, just keep be positive. It? You just got to keep pushing, mm-hmm. man. Keep pushing forward and we'll get there eventually. And the whole cannabis community needs to come, needs to come together and, and all do this. It's a fight for everybody. Even though exactly. you, you might not have children or a loved one who needs cannabis as medicine, but one day, we will have somebody who needs to use cannabis as a medicine. We all need to be in this fight together to get this shit done. Mm-hmm. It's been going definitely. on for far too long already. Oh, I know. Definitely, yeah. 
and you guys yeah. being out there on the front line having this fight all of you mothers man you all fucking amaze me with the things that you do it's inspiration <laughs> yeah i know well, it's just <laughs> yeah maggie you know when it comes to children don't mess with the mothers oh of course man. <laughs> oh it. no they That's will get, get the job done, done. This is why we have these law changes. This is why cannabis was made legal for medicine in the UK in 2018. It's because the mums got up and got shit done, man. And if we want, if anything's going to get done, you are the guys who are going to get it done. There's no fucking around, man. You you guys really do push it and and, uh, for good, for for good reason as well. You know, when your children are on the line like that, Mm -hmm. you are going to put a fight in. I know it's like you see you see them obviously I'm friends with quite a few of them and it's amazing how much the cannabis has helped like some of them are still having seizures but they're not as bad and they're mm-hmm. recovering quicker and mm-hmm. it's just amazing and yeah it's just disgusting like a seizure a week yeah. rather than 300 a day yeah exactly exactly I mean like before like the money I was actually too scared to take him out places like I could drive from my house down to the garage which is like four minutes and he would have a seizure in the car in that time and wow. like, if you took him out anywhere, you're constantly like watching him because you mm-hmm. know he's going to have a seizure. And it's just like, it's just, yeah, it's amazing now that he's just not having any. It's so, it's more relaxing yeah. to go out because you've not got that threat that he's going to have a seizure. Then you're going to have people staring at him and, yeah. you know, although mm-hmm. I don't really care about that so yeah, much. Fuck but still, you know, it's still, <laughs> it's still difficult for you, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yay. So how can our listeners do something to help you guys out? What can we all do to, to make this easier <sighs> for you, for the rest of the moms, for the whole movement in general? Goodness knows. We've tried everything. Like, as a group of Zendar Pain, we've tried everything. I've spoken to my health minister here. Um, really nice, wanting to help, but they won't like give us public funds um, to pay for the medicine. We do just need a policy change. Um, sometimes, like with end our pain, if we're we're doing things, we'll send out things and ask people to write to their MPs and things um, mm. to help to get them down to Westminster to meet us. Um, I don't know when we're when we're organising another one of them yet. I do believe that Sajid Javid has letters from us, so we're just waiting to see if he's going to action it. Mm. Um, I don't know. I mean, keep an eye on Intractable. Um, for when we get our charity status we're going to be really going for it with that so that we can raise enough money to help parents but I mean that's like big companies we're wanting to really aim for that um, yeah uh, yeah. send letters um, just, man. get in contact with your local MP and make sure yeah. that they know your stance on this that's what everybody can mm-hmm. do this is what we have yeah. to do we have to go directly to the MPs and they have to take it down to the House of Commons it has to go to the House of Lords when people are having this discussion, awareness gets raised and things begin to change. We have to just mm-hmm. keep pushing for that. Yeah, I mean, I think awareness has changed in the last three years. There's a lot mm-hmm. more people more supportive of cannabis. She's like, my, my parents, mm-hmm. for instance, were very against cannabis up until I started campaigning and they've seen the difference in money. Now my mum takes CBD for her arthritis and stuff. Excellent. So yeah. they've went a full 360 on their But this views. is because of guys yeah. like you, man. You don't underestimate mm-hmm. the work you all you mums in End Our Pain have done. It's been massive. You've changed the perspective of so many people in the country over the last few years. It's incredible yeah. work. So yeah. It's all down to you guys. Well, we've just got to keep going to finish the job, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it will get done. 
you know, I just hope people appreciate all the work that you guys and the amount that you've all sacrificed for everything that you've done, man. And then when we're all sitting there in coffee shops, enjoying a spliff with our <laughs> friends, and we can all fucking think back to the struggle you guys have been to to bring us to that situation. Yeah, and that's where it's all going to come from. Mm-hmm. You've done crazy, amazing things, man. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm sure you have lots and lots to do there Karen and you know <laughs> because of being a mom it's always busy you know, especially when you have an ill child I'm sure it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you and get to know your story and yeah you uh, too get to know about Maury's doing a lot better because of cannabis it's amazing man mm-hmm. yeah you know? and if there's anything we can do to help at all with anything you know if you want to come back on the show and tell us that you've got this protest coming up or a meeting coming up where you need any of our listeners to do anything then just let us know man we're always happy to help Oh, fab. That's brilliant. Thanks very much. Excellent. No, thank you. Thank you for everything you've done. Because it's nothing short of amazing, man. It's inspirational shit. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I just (laughs) did what what I had to, really. Mm -hmm. Like we all did. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it helps us all, you know. Yeah. We all appreciate it. Cool. It it must be a lonely place sometimes, you know. There is a big community behind you. Yeah, no, it's good. We know, like, there are loads of people, loads of people that need it. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll get yeah. there. We'll get Indeed. there. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So, so, thank you very much, Karen. We'll speak soon, hopefully. Yeah, well, with some thank good you. news. Like, they're legalizing yeah. it. They did it. They did it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. Right. Yeah. So, we'll let you go. Thank you very much again, Karen. It's been thank been you. Yes. Thank you so much, Karen. Yeah. Nice to meet you both. Yeah, me too. Bye okay, now. bye. Bye. <laughs>